Welcome. Let's talk about urban planning. We'll explore planning technologies and their impact on planning systems. Our guest Ian Babylon and I will discuss the promises and challenges of digital technology and data-driven decision-making in public participation. Our focus here is on Britain's planning systems. We will examine the adoption of digital tools and Ian will present a conceptual model for smart engagement. I'm Rodrigo Silva, as always. Let's talk about urban planning. This podcast is powered by Cogitatio Press. You can listen to this episode on the Let's Talk About Urban Planning website, on Cogitatio Press' YouTube channel, and whatever you get your podcast. Ian, welcome to our episode. Hi. Planning technology, plan tech. Tell us about its importance lately in the field of urban planning. Right. So it's quite a complex topic because of the terms that get used, but plan tech is one of the main ones, but it gets confused with other terms in the UK, like prop tech in Scotland, in the policy, they talk about place tech. And so there are differences and overlaps between the terms and it kind of depends on the ways the terms are used. So this is a kind of, it can't sound like a little pedantic academic point, but actually there are very practical implications, which is also what the paper is about. So really in a nutshell, if we, if we look at Plantech, it really looks at how to make development management more efficient and, and effective. So make it quicker and also make sure that the right things are done more effectively. And so that's really about processing planning applications, doing that well, because in the UK, as in other countries, austerity has meant that, that there are more restricted budgets for doing this, and there are fewer people with more work. So less money, fewer people, more work to get through very important volumes of planning applications, especially as the government is pushing for more housing to be built amongst other projects. And then another side of Plantech, what gets subsumed within Plantech is community engagement. And, and the two don't always meet development management and community engagement. It's kind of a more, there's a bit of a gap between these two things. Sometimes there's more community engagement in say strategic planning, local development policies, policymaking. Then, but then when it comes to development management, commenting on ap planning applications, that integration of community engagement is less clear. But in the policy, they kind of group together with the, the aspect of making planning processes more effective and, and streamlined. Yeah. So this is a good kickoff to the conversation. So if we were to look at the research gap, so it would be, as you say, I'm assuming bridging Plantech with community engagement. So this is the research gap of your, of your article. That's one of them. Mm -hmm. There are others kind of beyond this paper, but addressed by the papers that we've cited, which is how do we do planning with less money and fewer mm -hmm. people? Okay. That's a perennial challenge. And there's also research gaps in there because actually now there's more collaboration with other people like researchers and things like that, people like that to make uh, integrate more collaboration with citizens and so on and other partners you know, people talk about place-based partnerships so these are things that are also a bit beyond the paper but mm -hmm. uh, our paper feeds into that 
So your focus, the focus of your, of your article is in, in Britain. So let us know about the findings. Right. So the findings we wanted to make to have a, a finding which was more conceptual and a finding which was more practical. And we wanted to do both of these also by adopting a framework, a conceptual a theoretical approach that, that fitted both of these things. And so we found that a critical pragmatic approach would be the best way for us to address the, also what we see as is the, the research gap between approaches that tend to be very critical of neoliberal planning, development, and so on. And, and that's, that's a reality. And then there's also this other reality of focusing, uh, of having excessive enthusiasm about technology, how it's going to save the world and safe planning. And so we thought something that nuance is always good. And so we thought trading the middle way would be nice. And so that we wanted to have a contribution in, in, in that direction. So our findings, basically, we, we kind of ground our evaluation of British national policy. So we chose representative high-level policy documents for planning in England, Wales, and Scotland. And we identified documents that are roughly equivalent. Every nation has its own dynamics, so it's a bit difficult to choose exactly the right policy documents, but we found the ones that kind of match across these nations. Okay. And our main findings was that there's really only one policy document in the UK, I mean, in Britain, that really engages with Plantech it not, doesn't always necessarily use the, the term plant tech. It uses lots of different terms. But that, that document is the Transforming Places Together, which is published by the Scottish government. It was published in 2020. And it really kind of like sets a blueprint for digital planning as well as digital community engagement in planning. And then there's the Planning for the Future white paper by MH, MHCLG, which is the Department for Planning in the UK, in England. England and Wales. Now it's called DLUC, changed name recently. And that, that kind of a landmark policy paper was got mixed result analysis from academics in the industry. But it, it does have that a very clear focus on both improving the speed at which at which planning applications get processed, but also the, the quality of the outcomes and you know, what gets built, what gets developed. So it's really focusing on, on greater speed and quality. And then also integrating community engagement through digital means. So it's got this big kind of data-driven focus uh, on how to make decisions in planning. And that includes community engagement. So there are people since that 2020 have been analyzing this in many different ways, academics and industry. And people have worked with these things also, software companies delivering digital engagement. But it's so it's an on, it's an ongoing journey and, and and debate. Okay, and I imagine that. So let's try now to bridge your research, your findings with real life situations. So I, I imagine first of all that creating, developing plan tech have quite the impact for the work of urban planners and policymakers. So I want you to you to tell us more about that. And also, so you mentioned that there are a few governmental documents that contain plan tech strategies or even the concept of plan tech. So let's look at how your research and real case scenarios can be linked together. Right. So that extends, that further elaborates the contribution of the paper. So basically, a lot of the policy looks at ways to improve engagement through digital means. And it, if we look at the policy papers, for example, we mainly see 
but they want to focus on bringing broadband. Mm-hmm. And that's very important, fast broadband to people. But then statistics show that only uh, so there's up to 1.5 million households that don't have broadband currently, and also 20% of internet users only access internet through their mobile. And it's a bit difficult with all those digital platforms to do effective engagement on a small smartphone screen. And it might not be so the case that everyone has a smartphone either among these, these people. So really the, the policy implications of that are that we still need in 2023 and then going forward to net zero policy and so on in the decades to come, we, st- we will always need, as we see it, to combine analog in-person methods as well as digital methods. And that's the best way to involve people, both different people, but also engage people in different ways because different methods allow to create different outputs. And, 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 and what we see is true innovation is the capacity to combine these methods, not just side by side, but in the way that, that the digital analog shape each other over the course of planning projects. So what happens online shapes what happens in person and, and vice versa. And from the, the beyond this paper, including this paper, what we've seen is the state of the art over the past 10 years, the, lead, the people who do true innovation and engagement, smarter engagement, are the people who, who do both in, in that kind of way, in a recursive way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And back to the research now. Where do you think re- researchers should turn their, turn their attention to now? So what's left to find? So because of the focus and the pace of innovation, technologically speaking and, and policy, in terms of policy, Things move quite fast, and there's not necessarily that much space for reflection. So that's especially the case in policy and in industry. And researchers might also depend on the limited project funding. So this is beyond the paper, but this directly affects opportunities to conduct research on the topic. And so what we see, what we mentioned in the conclusions, is really that need for longitudinal, long-term studies that compare how in-person and digital methods get used in specific cities across specific types of projects and comparing these over really the long term, not just three year, three years, which is quite common for say research funding or even policy grants for innovation, but rather five years, 10 years, because from previous experience, this is where the change really happens, how trust gets built with citizens. You can really transform situations and that's quite uncommon. If you look in the literature, it's just very, it's very exceptional that you find such such studies, but these are the most insightful. So these would really help to tease out our empirical findings, but also the conceptual framework that we we adopt from Bainon Davies, his unified conception of information and technology. Beyond the kind of modern and the quick innovation that we find when we think that conceptual frameworks such as the non-Davies approach, which builds, uh, draws inspiration from the Incan empire, really conceptualizes in, in kind of universal terms, what's data, what's information, what's knowledge. We see that it helps to kind of really step back and really engage more practically with the kind of bling-bling of innovation that we see today. Because if, if you're too close to, to the subject of study or, or, or innovation itself, it's not innovative anymore. It's just 
little things that happen here and there. But if you want to really engage, we see that you really you really need to think more more broadly about about these issues. Of course, some tips for the future. Are there, Ian, any materials and more content for our listeners to further explore Plantech and its impact in urban planning? So obviously, all the things we, all the papers we cited in the article are worth reading, and then there's many more. But from these, I think there are kind of four mm-hmm. that really encourage people to read. So the Bedon and Davies framework, it's it's not it's not easy to read, but it's very rewarding. And the work by Mark Tudor Jones and Alexander Wilson, that's really to the point of plan tech uh, and also the capacity of planners to deliver plan tech. Also the work of Rob Kitchen and colleagues at Maynooth University. And then also, last but not least, the commonplace reports published in December 2020, Engaging for the Future. That's a really good one because that's a software company providing real data from 10 years of projects and being quite critical about the topic. You don't always hear companies being critical about their subject domain. They're often over-enthusiastic, but they really engage with it because they see, they, they see the challenges firsthand in their projects. Okay, perfect. And these to our listeners, these four materials that Ian suggested, if you scroll down, you'll find on the recommended materials section, you'll find these materials available. Ian, let's go to the grand finale of this conversation. So if there is anything you want our audience to remember about this talk, the punchline, what would it be? So if you want to conduct smarter engagement, make it digital. So I didn't explain that, but digital is is both fidget, physical in person mm-hmm. and digital. And why it's digital? Because it's both at the same time. So yeah. that's an explore that. Not just take my word for it, but how does it work? Where you live, where you work, does it really work? Is it really w- worth the investment? Perfect. Straight to the point, Ian. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. This podcast is powered by Cogitatio Press. You can listen to this episode on the Let's Talk About Urban Planning website, on Cogitatio Press' YouTube channel, and whatever you get your podcast.